Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week on All About Affordable NFTs, here's the question. Is a big loss for the SEC and that Ripple ruling a big win for NFTs? We'll break into that in a bit. Andrew, how's it going? Got some news for us? Oh, man, there's all sorts of news. You know, we, were, we were off one week and, uh, you know, the, the headlines have piled up here, but there's a lot happening, you know, despite, you know, a definitely bare feel in, in the quietness of uh, the market, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd say the the NFTs clearly lag the overall <laughs> market, but I don't know. I think you know, in general, crypto we've seen it inching up. Certainly, overall at the year, you know, looking at numbers that up, you know, ETH is up like fifty percent over the course of the year. So, you know, I think we normally see the <laughs> NFT market lag behind. I'm gonna look up the uh, where where the overall nft trades are do you like looking back at like a week of that seven days 30 days like what do you feel is like fair given the ridiculousness you know i I don't know i mean it's 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 hard to say that even just it's always one thing because i think there's sometimes where i mean there's so many times that there are aberrations in there that really can be if you take (laughs) that away it really changes the volume sometimes and sometimes increased volume is I wouldn't say it's always a positive. We've seen where if a floor can drop quickly and there's a lot of volume, maybe not as much if it were rising, but there's just more trading of people trying to get out of some of those in some cases. So, you know, volume can be somewhat misleading. That being said, you know, there's, it, it, I guess it seems like there are fewer, maybe people active on, on, on some social NFT social platforms, you know, Twitter primarily, but also some discords, you know, it does seem a bit quiet, but you know, then again, I, you know, see a lot of things happening, you know, so we can, uh, well, we can get into that and a bit of the news yeah. here. Well, I've I mean, got, real quickly, like I, said, I do like the on. fact that looking, looking 30 days back, we're seeing uh, roughly like 13% up on Ethereum overall sales, but 30% increase in the number of buyers. And I like that the number of participants nice. yes, seems that is good. to yeah. be increased over the last a, 30 days. Yeah. We had one, I think, just maybe yesterday was a, a local low in volume, you know, so there's, there's good things, there's bad things, but you know, there are some, some projects that are definitely getting some attention right now. And, you know, I think the people that are here are, are you know, I don't know, eager for, for, for these quality projects to come right now. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into a bit of this. OpenSea had some news today. They just dropped this. They are, you know, today as we record this, OpenSea deals. So this will allow you to trade NFTs for other NFTs. You can add in WETH to those offers um, so that you could add, have a, an NFT plus WETH for a, 
you know, more premium NFT uh, in that case. George, you had a, we talked about this just briefly before we started here, your initial reaction, what was it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if I trade like, I don't know, one of my horses that, I don't know, maybe has gone down for something else or has gone up, like this seems like a delightful way to add in new types of wash trading. But like, how are you going to like take the value when you like time to calculate taxes, which are already impossibly difficult when you're like, so I traded, I traded this monkey butt for this picture of a cat. I was like, (laughs) you know, I I don't even know how that will work. It's just yeah. going to make a mess. Absolutely. Tax uh, you know, I, there have been NFT trading sites out there. I think the biggest difference here is that this is, this allows you to make an offer on anyone's NFT, as opposed to some of the other sites were set up more uh, or more often. I see the way they were sort of OTC kind of deals over the counter deals where they would op- more act as a, a middleman, just, you know, they would hold the NFT, hold the ETH, then once they're both there and you you can execute the trade, making sure that nobody would, you know, get rugged on the trade with one person ending up with, with both the NFT and the ETH. Um, so there have been those out there. This is much more open. You can go make, an, uh, make offers on, on anyone's NFTs. So they've just released this, haven't had a chance to check it out, you know, to actually try it, but this is on, so it's powered by their, their Seaport protocol. So I'm curious to see, I, you know, how this is adopted. This will be, yeah. So if it's on their, their Seaport protocol will be available for, for others to use as well. Yeah. I think the, one of the first, I remember doing this at least was maybe me bits where I remember you could like offer like like bartering trading, oh, but right. it's like yeah. in a project, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm inside this project. So I could kind of go back and cool forth. for that marketplace. Yeah. And so this kind of offers that, but, you know, everywhere. And then I, and I wonder, I wonder what it's going to open up for some of the deal flow. Like, I, I'm, my initial thought was like, all right, here, here it is. Like, how do I level up without taking a gain? So like, hypothetically, I have a win where I like, you know, purchase some X copy and then I'm able to, you know, barter for something else. What is the fair market of that X copy? Is it taken at floor, even though it's a rare and the person who I trade with is a rare or is it the, you know, the potential floor value of the next one? It's just interesting. It could open up much more sort of weird liquidity in in the market. Right, you're you're gonna have this like new floor, right? Which is the floor of like not just you know, the Weth offer floor, but the like <laughs> the random JPEG floor. Yeah, definitely, definitely opens up a lot of possibilities here. Some some new complications as well for uh, for accounting for these trades. Well, I think it's good news for my horse based economy that I think is absolutely <laughs> gonna absolutely <laughs> gonna come. But that's true. Oh, like man. so. Actually, like legitimately, that just opened up, you know, the ability to, you know, swap inside of a game for for different pieces. So, you know, functionality that maybe these platforms have been slow or refusing to do now effectively exists much more easily. I think you could do this. You could have done this before, clearly, but not in maybe the most safest, secure way. Yeah, true. All right. So we've got a, a collection that has been definitely getting a lot of buzz on crypto Twitter recently, you know, so I should you know, should say this has not been the quiet part of crypto Twitter, but this is from the artist uh, Jack Butcher. And uh, I'll let Georgia pronounce the name of this. 
<laughs> the opepum? Opepum? Yeah. O- I, I don't O-P- exactly know how to say it. It's one I really that I wanted read. to say the word open, but you got to put a P in there. Well, yeah, that means the pepe part in the middle. So I, I never know how to say it. And, O-pepe. O-pepe. and just have to, it frustrates me every time I, I look at it, even I still Chipotle. don't know. What to do. But anyway, this, man, it's, let's see, we're up to, well, let's see, was up to about just under one ETH floor yesterday, has gotten a lot of buzz. So they're, yeah, I mean, you can take a look at these. If you're on crypto Twitter, I'm sure you've seen them. If you're listening to this, you've probably <laughs> seen them as well. But uh, so definitely generating a lot of buzz. Uh, go check them out. This is there's also a, a Beeple remake of one of these, of course, because <laughs> it's trending on Twitter on crypto Twitter. So he's got to uh, get his name on that <laughs> as well. Yeah, I'm wondering like the power of crypto Twitter going forward as uh, Twitter sort of meets with rival threads uh, and how that's going but more importantly like the fact that inside of twitter they've now limited threading as well as access so a lot of i think some of the extended hype and reach have been cut quite a bit and i i'm kind of wondering what that second order effect has for cryptos uh, crypto twitter's efficacy in generating hype but in this case you know still stills running so we had another collection that uh, definitely generated some buzz. This one sold out uh, in about 32 minutes for $450,000 total. This was from Jackson Pollock Studios, first NFT here. Um, so this I had heard a lot about and had seen that, let's see, they're priced at, let's see, it was, yeah, they're priced at 0.8 ETH. So that was about $1,500 ETH. Yeah, so impressive uh, minting here. Let's see. What's this at right now? Yeah, just to talk through it, the, it was titled Beyond the Edge. The series was released by the Pollock Studios piece, but it was actually featuring Pollock's painted stained studio floor, uh, which is... Yeah, that's right. You know, I you're I'd like, seen that. Huh. This, this article that I was reading here actually leaves that part out, which I find interesting. That's, I think that's a really cool artifact. But these were um, fidgetal yeah. pairs. So... Right. Right. So, I mean, obviously these can't be part of the floor, but I don't know how you actually, maybe there's a way you can do that anyway. I want my floor. It's a cool go, concept. Go, go. Floor, please. The uh, the floor price is now 0.6. So it looks like they are a bit under the uh, the mint price right now. Is that right? Uh, so you the mint point. price, this is saying, that's, that said 0.8. This is saying that this was minted for 0.53. So I'm not entirely clear on why that said that it was 0.8 on the other site that i was reading anyway uh impressive that there is that that interest in the the new mint right now we've got another so there's a new collection out from moonbirds that's this is this is the moonbirds mythics it's beginning a 200 day reveal you know i having a hard team you know i i guess that you know there's an ongoing event for it that also seems like uh, rather excessively long to to do this reveal but of course moonbirds has you know they've they've generated a ton of buzz in the past and and raised a lot of money so you know they are trying to do things a bit different here and you know i don't know how well that's how well it's being received by the community it seems like there are some some mixed reactions out there what do you think of this george you got to keep you got to keep pushing marketing out there you got to keep doing the effort for it the the moonbird decline i think has has continued do a quick check on that Let's see, Moonbirds, we've got a 
floor of about 1.58 right now. So, you know, that's, that's obviously well down from where they were in the uh, upper teens, low 20s at one point. Yeah, look, Kevin Rose is still working on it with, you know, the creativity in a team. You know, he, he's quoted here how proud, how hard our teams have been working on this launch, the goal of expanding Moonbird storytelling, both through art and technology. I, I imagine it's a bit more technology than art. I think people were a little frustrated about some of the recent drops obviously like back you know they had oddities and you're like a lot of these things aren't exactly high art when you're talking about pixelated graphics just you know there's a certain limit to that yes uh, i think extension of like is this art yeah i I mean i think there's i think it is possible to do pixel art very well i think there are great examples out there so that's an interesting thing I, i feel like the pixel art Again, I'm always sort of surprised by how many times it can be reinvented, but just moment in time, it was more about having the original CryptoPunks be that type of style, but to then suddenly be doing it now seems more of a a mimic, but you can always be surprised by, you know, who the artist is, what the art represents as always, like that changes. I'm very much over this PFP art style though, I would say. And that seems to be what what hot is coming take. out. Uh, yeah, yeah, real hot take. It's very Serica, you know. Sorry, twenty. This is very twenty eighteen. It all definitely have a timepiece of being like, hey, remember when people would draw just cartoons <laughs> and then generate a <laughs> right. bunch of versions? But yeah, the Mythics NFT artwork is is really unimpressive to me. I guess it, it looks exactly like what we were, were seeing rolling out twenty twenty one. You know, PFP after PFP. Right, and they would all mint out in about three minutes. <laughs> I still miss my Dead Raccoon Society. I can't believe. Oh man, do you remember them? The Dead Raccoon oh, Society man. when they literally like they rugged everybody. And oh, they that's put up, right. Like the, yes. the bones, right? Yeah. And then they wow. unrugged people, and then they re-rugged them. And I was like, it was great. <laughs> yeah, someone was really having fun with that. <laughs> yeah, someone was just playing with a little light, oh, like man. a little server light switch. All right, so Doodles. They are launching a real real world play experience in Chicago with camp, with the retailer camp. So this is the project that, let's see, it's Pharrell Williams is now a creative advisor, I believe, with them. So this mm-hmm. they've done live experiences at at some of the NFT conferences, I think even by at South by Southwest last year that have been uh, very well, well reviewed and well, you know, well received by their community. So, you know, it is cool to see that they're expanding in that area. I think that, you know, that there are some companies here that are trying to, to do something with <laughs> something different and have some sort of experience that goes beyond, you know, trying, I don't know, having a discord and merch. And, you know, we've talked a long time about how that isn't, much of a roadmap of a plan and you know it is cool to see doodles executing on on a different idea here you know we'll see how this goes yeah it's interesting i was just wondering like what is what is uh more valuable right now off the floor a a doodle or a moonbird and i uh i looked it up they're about the same so a doodle is at 1.6 right now uh that project previously also was one of those high flyers Side by side, I'm curious, which one would you take? Would you would you rather get a doodle or would you rather get a moonbird? I'd take a doodle of the two. It's, you know, I I don't know. I'm not super involved or, or with the, the doodles community. So, you know, if there's something there that I'm overlooking, 
<laughs> forgive me, but I I think that there's still people that are looking to be <laughs> looking for a lot more out of Moonbirds than than maybe is is feasible at this oh, point. Oh, that's interesting. That's sort of like expectation alignment as opposed to like frankly Doodles was isn't is a much older project and I don't know, it's much older. October 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> mind. relative. But the community, I feel like, has had more time to mature with the expectation. And I feel when I've read about it, it's being run more like a company as as opposed to a project. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you're right. These were, these are 1.6 now. Yeah, they were, they were up in the upper teens and, and even <laughs> the, the yeah, seven to, to eight range for a good, good time there but we've seen some some big adjustments just recent you know just this year i'd say all right we've got more squiggles that have just been minted this so this is the the original art blocks project from from the the art blocks creator snowfro himself so these have this project is a project of ten thousand, and it's not fully minted out um you can't actually just go mint these there's i think less than 100 left now um so he minted some to uh, to some early supporters and uh, organizations that have been uh, involved with Artbox and the uh, and and the, the squiggles in general. Um, so I think it is interesting. You know, this has been a, a project that that is definitely. It's it's held some some uh, status as a lot of other projects have maybe faded away, um, has re- has gained or has not gained, but has definitely kept some kept a lot of uh, people involved and in, in looking at them. Um, I think it is notable that it is the first project of the Artbox uh, ecosystem. Um, so I think it is a, you know it'll be cool when this actually does get minted out. It's um, so there's always news when these start happening because people start wondering how can they still be minting out. So you know it is, I think it is interesting that you know he held these, wanted to uh, wanted to hold them for a period of time to be able to decide what to do with the last ones. I think let's see yeah there's hundred of these actually being held for his kids. So that's a nice uh, Nice. Well, it said uh, Snowfro was originally planning to gift a hundred squiggles to his kids, and then reconsidered it. It seems like with these mints, although he still has a oh, bunch that he's probably going to give to his kids. Oh, so he okay. was holding yeah, you're these. Right, you're right. Oh, with I the intent to give to his kids. What a like he had been. Like, yeah, that was what a vote of confidence in the value, the long term value of a project. Like that is like legacy level thinking and confidence, and like that's what you want to be looking for in. Uh, an artist's work. Uh, sorry, kids, though. No squiggles for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Next headline here. Oh, man. So we've got ApeFest. ApeFest, uh, you know, I think it's interesting that they're trying to expand to the uh, to a new market. They are bringing this to, I'm sorry, this is the the big community festival from uh, Yuga Labs and and for the holders of their various projects. So they're doing their next Ape Fest in Hong Kong. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. I think they're, you know, they're trying to, to get to to a new audience that maybe hasn't had as much access to them. Um, you know, there's definitely, we've definitely seen some big price corrections in those collections as well. Well, I think it's interesting in the region because obviously crypto has gone from not allowed to allowed to not allowed to allowed. And so if you have a window where 
you have a, a market that has access to it. Um, it is a, a good strategic move uh, to at least try it. That's coming up in November. You want to you go to that? You want to go to Hong Kong for... Uh... <laughs> you know, I'm not a holder, unfortunately, but otherwise... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nor am I. <laughs> otherwise, no. Oh, uh, all right. So this, is, I think, is cool. The, there's, the Floor app is launching on the uh, Apple and Google Play stores, and they are planning to absorb the 30% fees charged by Apple and Google for trading. Um, so this has been a, it's a, a barrier that a lot of uh, other platforms have not wanted to put up with or not been, been willing to, to spend the money on. So they are going to actually uh, absorb those fees in order to get access to the, those marketplaces. Um, the marketplaces being the, the Google Play and App Store marketplaces. Um, I think this is, I think it's cool that someone's trying to do this. I think, you know, it's going to be a hindrance. It looks like this is going to be limited to collections from the, uh, from 10 artists that they've chosen here. Uh, 10 prominent Web3 artists, including Vinnie Hager, will launch weekly drops available through in-app buys. Um, so, you know, I think it's a cool idea to try to get two people and it's probably worth it <laughs> at some cost. You know, obviously it's, it would be difficult to, uh, to, for any company to absorb those fees um, on a continual basis. So we'll see if, you know, bringing some interest here can maybe uh, shake things up a bit. I mean, I claim to have 25,000 users already, um, which, you know, is impressive. Although, like, <laughs> you're, you're really flirting with it. Uh, just burning money, frankly. Uh, it's... I guess not too dissimilar to when we see these like vampire attacks when, you know, folks are just giving away, you know, tokens and money for transactions. But this is seemingly saying like this is transactions for the sake of transactions. But 25,000 users in the context of crypto is actually a lot, albeit I'm taking this from a headline. But just to come back to it, in the past 30 days, there have been a recorded 160,000 buyers on Ethereum. So... Like, these are small numbers, frankly, and 25,000 is, you know, is activity. So uh, I'm curious if we really feel like putting it in an app is what was missing. Is there a custodial element to this as well? Might be. There may be unclear at this point how this, it does seem like, looking at the screenshots, it looks a lot more like you're operating, well... No, no, no. In the screenshots, actually, they've got someone's .eth address as the the wallet. Um, so that's that's a that would not be I think a custodial the game, wallet. The I only think... way the only way you don't just piss away money with that is in the custodial marketplace potential of being able to like hold float money, right? Like if you could hold, you know, people's account information, but not just that. But again, hey, you know, load up your wallet here. You have a potential pathway to profit. Otherwise you're just, you know, bleeding every transaction. Okay. I put this last one in here. <laughs> well, I, I think resist. we always get a Trump. We've got to report on, you know, go ahead. Um, yeah. Here's, here's your, uh, here's your daily, your daily NFT Trump. So Melania Trump uh, is apparently potentially 
violated NASA's merchandising policy by using a picture of Buzz Aldrin on the moon, the iconic image of walking on the surface of the moon in an NFT uh, that they're selling. And while, yes, the government photos are sort of public domain, not copyrighted, but they do have a document saying that you can't actually just go sell stuff. You cannot, and NASA is not, approving any merchandising applications involving NFTs. So, you know, re remember, laws still apply, even though it's NFT and new technology. Yeah, follow me. You can't what? just take any huh. image in the world and then sell it. I know this is hard to grok, but you can't do that. It's sometimes amazing to me. Like, this isn't actually a knock on Milani. Like, go make that money by all means and, like, go USA all the way. But the team's working on this. You didn't do a single Google search on <laughs> on this. I don't. Um, I don't. I think they figured it'd be pretty easy to to hide the evidence. You know, there's no, yeah, there's no real record of this. So. <laughs> there's no permanent, <laughs> indelible record with an inevitable tie to my wallet. Exactly what, um, exactly what it is. Also on the um, the Trump trading card watch, they're down to a floor of point one. Um, they were as high as like 0.6 at a certain time. I, go about, ahead and predict. About ready to. <laughs> about, make, I can't make. do it. I can't. I don't know why I can't do it. It's just the fact that 10% goes to the, <laughs> the creator. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, you can probably. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to. I could donate half the profits to progressive causes. So I would sort of like. Is that like carbon neutral? Is that. So why is it you carbon are? neutral? <laughs> It's a carbon neutral. Oh, boy. oh man. He's already got the ETH address, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I already maybe if it's that ETH address doing the activity, it sort of it, it tracks. Um No, that's um I don't know. I I get amused at the intersection of politics, uh finance campaign reform. And then just like sort of cult, <laughs> cults of NFTs um, and what feels just like inevitable to me um, that as soon as the, the press starts picking up on how shitty the, the price is, um, people will just simply make it go up as it, just in spite, um, uh, in spite of it. But moving on, there was in our, you know, period of our, our last episode, a huge loss for the SEC. And I'm talking, of course, about the XRP, the Ripple uh, ruling on what exactly is a token, uh, and what exactly I'll just say is a security. And the long story short is the fact that uh, the SEC was unable to prove that sales of to the public market of Ripple XRP uh, was in fact a security, which is a big deal. Uh, because if uh, these tokens are classified as securities, uh, you know, frankly, uh, crypto breaks, <laughs> as I understand it. And so what happened was the, the SEC lost this ruling in this court. And I'm claiming potentially that this is a big win for NFTs because we've seen a number of NFTs, particularly PFPs, uh, these profile pick projects, end up wanting to compensate or maybe compensate is the wrong word, but offer tokens as a part of holders. Now, maybe you're staking it and you're getting a reward, but rewards driven 
with uh, tokens underlying it. I mean, frankly, even with Zed Run, you have a Zed token. Now, if all of that got classified as a security, it would be it would just it, the game would be ruined with regard to that internal economic um, applied to it. It would just not be good. So this, I think, is a potential window, and a lot of people are watching, and there's still more to come. What is your take when you saw this news come out? I mean, clearly you're <laughs> you're in the industry working, so. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it feels like a, a good news. Definitely cautiously optimistic about it, given how many other... Uh, how many things have not gone crypto's way recently when it seemed like, you know, Coinbase was just asking for meetings, seemed like those were going well, and then all of a sudden those were stopped, and, and you know, now we're to the point where the SEC is still suing Coinbase, and of course, of course we do have to see how some of these other things work out, but I think this is, this is really promising, because XRP, I mean, I think there's, there's a, there are many other tokens and, and certainly uh, NFTs that look a lot less like securities than XRP. And that's, I mean, this is really good for, for, for all of those. Yeah, for sure. And to be clear, not out of the woods yet, there's still like something like 60 plus other tokens that are under the, you know, watch of the SEC for being, uh, being, potential securities yeah, Maybe yeah. You could ex- definitely not out of the woods i mean I think there's like there's yeah there's still so much more to come here um I, this is already being challenged by the sec so you know i think we've got a like i said very cautiously optimistic about this one i think this is this is a great first step it's it, it's nice and i think we saw some i mean we saw in the markets that there xrp i believe that a uh Certainly a yearly high, but it's it's definitely made some big gains recently. But we also saw some saw some other tokens bounce up a bit after that ruling as well. But it does feel a bit like there's just uh, I don't know waiting for more confirmation here. You know, we've got this uh, BlackRock has a application for their ETF for their for their Bitcoin ETF out there. I think there's a lot of speculation about whether that's going to to pass or not, you know, we've seen Bitcoin rise up and now it's kind of teetered out, you know, so I, I think there's just a lot of, we still have this, this, it's, uh, this unclear regulatory, uh, market here. And I think that is holding a lot of people back and, you know, until that, until we get something more clear than, than, than this, I think it's, it's, we're just going to continue this pattern. But this is the clearest thing that I feel like I've seen in the past two years. Without yeah. a doubt, yeah, I think you're to literally right. say the public sale of this type of token to a public market on exchanges is not a security. And correct me here in explaining that the security, crypto as security is bad because security, as I understand it, just essentially means that like I own a stake in a company and I have to be a registered security because I own a stake in the company. So this many things represents a portion x percent of you know company y it has to be registered now in doing that that means that like on any given exchange if you are allowing for something that is potentially a security to be exchanged you are running afoul of securities fraud and that's what these like exchanges are all 
running into. Now, the problem there is that if you start limiting this, if you say like, oh, we're not going to let any tokens on here. So like going back to Zed, right? Like if suddenly no one's going to touch it, that means you reduce the ability uh, of people to exchange it more freely because of the risk associated with unregistered securities across different marketplaces, blah, 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 friction, 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 problem, problem, problem. And I think this is a, a huge ruling actually for, for NFTs paying attention to what again, like in, in game currency looks like on the blockchain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, NFTs, I think have a much more, have a much stronger case for not being an investment in a company for the most part. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously it depends what we're talking about. Yeah. We've talked about doodles or something that that is structured much more like a company. You know, that being said, I think that a lot of these projects are really structuring it. So that there's a company and there's an NFT project and look, there's no, there's really the the company can do well and it doesn't pass back or you know pass through to the holders at all i mean it's really just if holders want to continue to to buy the nft that's related to this company it'll go up but it doesn't mean that it's because there's a dividend being paid out or, or something like that yeah i mean you're getting into the howie test as well it's not just a fraction of the company but also expectation of reward or a dividend uh distribution based on um on what you're holding and they're like yeah yeah i believe a big part of this ruling was that they're saying that, that the asset or the, you know what you're actually getting doesn't like that is different than than the expectation of the of of uh of uh, of an investment or, or of, of, of gain i'm sorry um so i think that they're saying like what it actually is you know just because it's this token and it like we call it a token i think that makes it somewhat seem more like um like it is just currency than an asset itself so they're trying to say that that asset is is separate so you know, we, like we said, there's a lot to come from this. I think it is, it's, it's great right now. And I think that there, I, I think we have seen a lot, we've seen, well, I shouldn't be able to say a lot. I think we have seen some more interest, um, you know, in some of these other tokens and trading some of these other tokens that, that maybe were, um, that seemed more likely to be securities. I mean, certainly XRP has benefited. Yeah. Well, I thought that was finally some, uh, some good news out there. Obviously, like, you know, things change every single week. Who knows what happens if Congress weighs in on these pieces. Uh, but that ruling, frankly, everything, it seems like the SEC goes after they lose. So keep coming after crypto, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not looking great right now. I, I think there are people questioning some of the, the lawsuits that they have in play and, and the validity of those lawsuits considering uh the outcome of this recent case all right there you have it uh per usual everything is affordable so go out there on your buying sprees there are things like it drops a little bit more I, i'm ready to start catch some falling knives sooner or later on some projects <laughs> that's best time right they always say catch falling knives if, if you've learned nothing learn this um all right see you out there this all has right. been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. 
Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.